2: So wake up with Michelle Mache. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. It's great to connect with all of you here. Really, it is. Wonderful Wednesday, um, Wisdom Wednesday, whatever we want to call it, right? <laughs> Wonder, I'm being in Wonder Wednesday. If you're new to the program, glad you found us. Welcome. We have the chat room, Sacred Space of Empowerment room. Um, if you want to just hang out there as a guest, that's fine. If you want to ask questions and interact, uh, you need to just do a, a profile with BTR, Block blog talk radio, just email and um, how is my sound so we've got in the sacred space of empowerment also known as chat room a lot of insights great people great conversations going on and you can always ask questions there as well hey Tammy in the chat all right so we got our OGs our spiritual OGs right they've been around and uh, you can always ask them questions in the chat as well and they put input in as well as uh, Keep the sound going. Let me know what's happening. Um, If you are subscribed and you're returning, it's always great to connect with you and have you here. Um, You really anchor the program. This program is co-created. It's co-created by thousands of people and their intention, and they're living more awake and aware and um, listening, whether on the phone or archives or in the chat. However you listen or listen live, you're co-creating this with us. Uh, Speaking of phone, you can call in at 347-539-5122. If you would like to um, get a reading, say hi, chit-chat, let us know how you're doing on your path, if you have questions, again, 347-539-5122. Now, some people are just listening by phone, which is great. So if you do have a question or a comment, you need to press one on your keypad, and that gives me an alert on the switchboard. Um, yeah, it's kind of all gets done, you know. Well the village, you know, got Jen, Sadie, yay, Sadie the producer, guest booker, and Joe. So we've got quite a team here for Soul Playground as well as Awakening. So Um, If you do have questions or comments, or you have email questions that you would like answered on air, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. That's awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. That's the best. Um, Some of you send me, um, you know, feedback, appreciation feedback. All good. Love it all. Um, I just, you know, feel so blessed to be doing this show. Bliss did do an Insta live little video with a reading and also on Facebook if you guys want to check that out later. I am getting back to YouTube now that Yoshi is feeling better, my little fur baby who is 15 years on the planet in this little fur baby body and she's doing so much better. So Thank you those of, the, of you have been inquiring. Um, I want to give Jessica a shout out um, who was saying to me, send in a long email, so I'm just going to kind of skim through it, listening to you every week, continues to be my eco-friendly saging process. Ooh, I like that, sage. As you clear and cleanse my inner house, my psyche with your sage, inspiring evolutionary insights for my soul. So uh, she's talking about receiving messages, and a lot of people are receiving messages, you know, either by... Something that I'm saying that I'm downloading, that I'm sharing, or something that, you know, a a call-in, a listener, either they're asking a certain question or something they're relaying, um, or our guests. It happens a lot with our guests where they don't even listen to the first half of the program, and it's exactly what I've been talking about. Um, And I'm sure, because today's topic, which I'll dive into in a little bit, is so going to resonate with our guests. Um, we have with us today Mark Allen, who's also the author of Visionary Business. He's going to be talking about his most recent book, The Magical Path, Creating the Life of Your Dreams and a World That Works for All. That's, to me, that's just so Leo Aquarius. That's the a new paradigm. That's the Leo Aquarius access. That's Aquarian, that it's individual for each of us, but also the world. Not, it's not just about us. But it's not just about self-sacrifice and the world and other people and being of service in that way. It's also about being in service to your soul. So catch us, um, yeah, second half of the program, he will be on. And he's been on before, and he's a love, just absolutely amazing. And I've been reading his book, and it's pretty amazing. Gets into cutting cords of attachment, goes into breath work, meditation, how to use affirmations, you know, so it's really working with a mental emotional body to create the life of your dreams. And that's where we're at right now, everyone. All this intense energy, you know, all this feeling held back, which I talked about a few years ago that this would be happening in this time frame. And it's not punishment. It's not, all you need deeper healing. We do. (laughs) Because we're not only healing individually, but collectively healing that astral connection as well so that the etheric is clearer. So the astral body, the astral plane corresponds to the emotional body. It's the sticky glue. That's why a lot of times when people meet certain soulmates and they're like, oh, I was just compelled to be with them. It was like sticky, something like just drew us together. That's an astral plane, buddy. That's an astral, that's a soulmate that you connect on the astral plane for deeper healing when you have that glue. Otherwise we didn't do We wouldn't go for it. Um, Psychologically, it's the projection phase. What we also know as the romantic phase in relationship or romance with a job. If something didn't seem glittery, you know, and glamorous or like, it's going to solve all our problems, whether it's a person, a job, a situation, or the house, things. We wouldn't go for it. So there is a certain healthy projection in, you know, all relationship, all relating. However, as we align more to the soul, we're getting out of over-projecting or living more by projection. You move into perception. Perception is also known psychologically, that we be, we live through our world or we navigate through our world, both by projection and perception. When we're in the meditative state, you know, when I am channeling, I'm in the, the highest level of perception that I can be in as a human being. So there's always going to be some filtering from experience or understanding, whether this lifetime, other lifetimes, other dimensions, or just a day ago, an hour ago, trauma or Things that we believe to be true, you know, how we were raised, you know, our family of origin, where we came from, our culture, our cultura, as I like to say. But the more that we get out of the binary aspect of expression and experiencing, more out of right and wrong or it's it's left or it's right, the more that we get out of the binary and we open into the multitude, the plentitude of experience and expression, the less we're in dualistic thinking. And that's, that's where our infinite possibilities come from. They don't come from the binary. Now, we have to go through the binary. You know, we bounce around a little bit. But meditation, spiritual practice, prayer, visioning, visualizing helps us get out of the binary. And that's, if you guys read my blog post on soulplayground.life, the last uh, blog post I did on the portal of light, the Equinox portal of light, and that ancestral healing and clearing and moving on different timelines. So what does this mean, releasing certain soul contracts? Now, let's just be honest. On some level, there is really no us in a separate body sitting down saying, before I incarnate, I'm going to have these experiences. Okay? I mean, if, if, if it is that, then it's on an astral level or other planetary level. The closest you, we get to infinite source, the all that is, we literally are that substance. So we're not in physical form. And it is really more of quantum um, string theory, quantum physics. It's, it's more of a mathematical equation, like the flower of life that we happen to be. This energetic matrix with a soul, with the, the, the blueprint, but it's a mathematical blueprint, right? And the esotericists knew this, the spiritualists, the Kabbalists know this. This is why numbers are so important and how they correspond, what they mean. You know, Freemasons, I mean, I know there's other groups, Rosicrucians, you know, the, those that work with the numbers, the numbers and the symbols represent the pattern of energy, or we could say archetypal energy, right? You know, if you're going through the empress initiation or empress mode or you're blending your empress and your emperor together, the the divine masculine, the divine feminine, it has a quality to it. So one thing that will help everyone navigate this time is to begin to discern between emotions, which are binary in nature, and feeling and sensing, intuiting. I got a sense about this. I got a gut knowing. To connect more into that inner navigational tool that we are, which animal beings and children have this so splendidly until it's kind of moved out of them. Of course, it's not moved out of the um, animal beings. They sense it's a smell, it's a sense, you know. And so for all of you, it's going to come through different ways. Basically, it's what I'm talking about is your intuition. It's learning to. Clear the inner and outer noise and rely more on your intuition for the big things in life and the little things in life to get more comfortable in the not knowing. Because the only part of us that doesn't know is the ego, right? It only knows what's happened before and potentially what could happen. And so to me, it's also like that, you know, I don't know if you ever saw that, but was it Slider or something? Where it's like the string theory, like there's these multiple possibilities that can happen. So we can get to our destination by different routes, by different ways. And so it's understanding that our higher self, always looks for the most efficacious way. It looks for the way that is most, not only expedient, but best for all aspects of ourselves, best for where we are, but where we came from, and, and where we're going, that which is emerging. So as we're living more and more for the soul, we're really connecting more to ourselves in a, from a an, an energetic blueprint, Right. Understanding what brings us more energy, what brings us more health, what brings us more love, which means what brings us more life enhancement, what is, what is more life enhancing for us. That's what all of nature looks at. It doesn't look at, oh, that's bad, that's wrong. It looks at what is most life enhancing and how can I have more of that? How can I grow or go towards more of that? And because when we get out of the binary, you know, and some of the great, there's some great um, Vedic stories, scripture, potentially, I can't, I'm not pronouncing his name right. Um, these stories of getting what we want or what we think that we want, and then it isn't what we want or it isn't healthy, it isn't right for us. And getting what isn't right for us turns out to be what we needed to get to the next step. So really what we're talking about is just being more what I call soul-fueled and spirit-led, letting that spiritual or life force animating energy by the urge, by the nudge, by inspiration, insight, aspiration, letting that lead us more. And what's the fuel? Fuel is passion. It's fire. What fires you up? So there is a lot of right now really getting past what was passed on to us generationally. What are condition response patterns that we have, either through trauma, you know, either through things that worked or we were taught or we were shown this or we saw this growing up or we learned this in school. You know, we we have all these like little recipes, these little ways of navigating through things. But as we're living more and more soul aligned and attuned, you know, to the soul through the heart, Connecting into those major centers, the gut, the heart, and the brain, right? As we're receiving these impulses, we become more of an instrument that's played different ways. We're like a guitar that could be played in flamenco, could be Spanish guitar, it could be classical, it could be, you know, rock, hard rock, it could be folk, it could be bluegrass, it could be country, it could be quote-unquote new age, right? It could be jazz. So there's a lot of ways to do, to use that instrument that is us. But we won't know that until we attune and align to our true nature which is that meditative state, which is kind of scary, right? Cuz the ego's like, ooh, "Ooh, what's happening? Where are we going here?" You know, what what what's actually going on here? You know, or this is different. This is not what I planned. So many people are saying this right now. This is not what I planned. This is not what I thought was going to be happening in my life at this time. This is not where I thought I was going. Or I built all this up, and now I'm changing gears. I'm moving in a new direction. You know, we are looking at that idea that we are, you know, more entrepreneurs at this time. This is the age of the entrepreneur. More people starting their own businesses or working multi, working, you know, with a a corporation or doing something on the side or opening up more artistically. More people having more of their gifts opening, you know, more intuitive. Getting into health, you know, and wellness. Uh, Getting into their spirit or spirituality. Looking at life through that lens. You know, studying Reiki, meditation. You know, I mean, I've been on this path a long time, There's those that have been there on longer, and I just remember people didn't want to talk about the soul, didn't understand it. It was you know, a bit taboo. People would only wanted to talk about the body-mind, the body-mind, the body-mind, how the mind affects the body. The body you know, is affected by the mind or the body affects the mind. And yoga, the physicality of it, and spirit. It was okay to talk about spirit or spirituality, but well, people weren't ready yet for the soul. You know, meditation, I was doing meditation or mindfulness in school and and working with At-Risk Youth, but we couldn't call it meditation. Couldn't even call it mindfulness, you know, back in the 90s and earlier. You know, and actually even the early 2000s, because it was thought to be religious, you know. So we've come a long way. And, you know, part of it is also being... Understanding that what we have, we have because of our ancestors, those that came before us, whether you're teachers. That's why it's so important to study with teachers, really good teachers, and work on yourself. Because one of the things that can happen, we're in this Leo Aquarius at, uh, Taurus Scorpio access. And what can happen is a lot of people are go, jumping in. And it, it needs to happen because we're still in this glamour realm. Some of you have heard me talk about this, where people are jumping in, but they're not doing the deeper work. They're, they're not doing the inner work, the therapy, the healing, the, the emotional repatterning work, however that happens for you, hypnotherapy, resonance, repatterning. So a lot of what you're seeing, in the, especially some of the newer teachers, it's diluted. The newer, It's diluted. Because they're coming at it from more of an ego or a goic, like I'm a teacher. You know, I'm doing this now. I took this one class. But they're not really working on themselves. They're so much into the expression, which is the Leo energy. The Leo energy says, I just want to express. I want to shine. I want to be out there. It's the sun. And, of course, the Aquarian energy says, well, let's do our individual expressions in a way that's good for the whole. You know, and let's look at our individuality. But that Taurus Scorpio says, let's go deeper. There's that Plutonian energy, the transformative. Let's go deeper and ground that, the Taurus energy. Let's ground this healing or this deeper and higher frequency energy deeper. I think one of the, my early, early teachers in my, I think I was in my mid to late 20s, said, you know, especially because my gifts had already been psychic, I was intuitive, but it was hit or miss, and I didn't, you know, I didn't, some friends I didn't talk about it with, some people I did, some people I just made predictions, and people thought, oh, Michelle's a little odd, you know, how does she know these things? Um, I, you know, a lot of it was on my own, I was in my own world, even when I, back in the day, because there was no internet, I had to go to the library to research things that were happening to me, like astral projection, you know, or poltergeist ghosts that I would see you know being you know I didn't have really any in the beginning any teachers but then I would meet well this is interesting because my mom was very much into this and it wasn't I didn't find that out until after she was dying then she opened up with all this stuff and we had this great you know relationship talking about um, spirit and you know the, the silver cord and you know Although we would talk about how her father came to her and my grandfather came to me
1: and my madrina
2: did, you know, it, so she had these experiences as well. It just, you know, again, different time and different people. Cause I, I do know people in that age, my age range and stage that their parents were more open, you know, and talked about it again, just different experience. Because what it did for me is it, it plunged me deeper into myself into myself and my path and then when my gifts really started opening and I started being out there more in the world you know through college and travel and stuff I was finding those teachers they were being drawn to me some of them I was seeking out some of them just magically appeared these magical helpers and one of these teachers I said I really want to do this work to help other people and she looked at me and she snapped and she said, you need to work on your ego first, work on your healing before you think about that. And this is why on some level, the old school teachers, the masters, they had it right in that sense, because what happens is you build up this transformative energy where you're able to even transmit, you're able to do energetic transmissions, you know, or you learn how to do that, but, but it really happens because... The template is clearer. So it is important to understand that and use your tool. No matter where you are on the path, have your tools, have your people that you go to, have your, your classes, your workshop, your safe place. You know, have your altar in your house, you know, or various positive triggers, whether in the office, you know, at your house, in the bedroom, the living room, in the garden, in the car. I have a little Buddha in the car, traveling Buddha. And I am my amethyst. What is it that connects you more into your true nature that makes you feel that interconnectedness to everything and everyone that not only makes you think and see, but feel that you're not just from the infinite source of the all that is God. You're not just from God or the creator. You're not just part of nature. You're not just made from the same substance of the stars you are that substance. And the interaction, there isn't one without the other. There isn't one without the observed and the observer. And so it's, it's from that substance, but it's actually of the same substance. So as we're living, a, you know, dipping more into this and bringing this more into our everyday living, we begin to see how we are these magical creators. And, you know, again, Mark Allen, who's coming on later, talks about this creating the life of your dreams. When we start getting beyond the conditioning, we're able to see and feel, most importantly, what's really right for us at this next stage. Not that, now, some people, by the way, and I saw a post the other day, and it's so long, you know. Yes, you can be on a wrong path, just as well as you can be on a right path. You know, I've seen people not actually, I've done it myself, where I didn't actualize my full potential. And some people would say, oh, you weren't meant to. No, it was either wounding, something was going on that blocked from that level of unfolding. So it's the wisdom that knows, is this blocked? Am I not to go there? Am Am I complete here? Or did I get enough from this? Or am I blocking or stopping myself out of some kind of fear, misinformation, miscommunication within, misunderstanding? Is there a doubt? Is there a belief that says that I can't do this or have this? So please, you know, don't get caught up in that. You know, a lot of people, I saw this post and I was like, I wanted to comment on it and I didn't. Because we are, you know, we are living in a universe of polarity. You know, there is dualistic, there is hot and there is cold. You can't say you're on the right path and there not be a wrong path. Now, we can course correct, absolutely. And some things that are very strong destiny issues, we will meet that destiny. Usually with inspiration or encouragement, usually something happens to help guide us. But sometimes we don't. So we have, you have to make peace with that. That if there's a right path, there's a wrong path. But does that wrong path turn into the right path? That's where we're at right now, my friends. We're course correcting right now. For some of you, it's getting back on track, getting back on the right path. Some of you, it's completing something that you're done with. Maybe it wasn't as fulfilling. Or maybe it used to be really fulfilling, but it's not as fulfilling now. Or you just feel complete or done. So the ego can look back on the, in those situations and say, oh, that was the wrong path or that wasn't right. But that's where our wisdom comes in and in our inner knowing where, no, that was the right path for that right time, to- that, that time. That was what I was meant to be doing. But that's changed now. So there's a lot of letting go right now. And the letting go is some of the fixed ideas. You know, again, we like to put things in little recipes, little trite sayings, platitudes. And the soul is saying, break out of that, break out of that. There's multiple realities, multiple ways of doing something or achieving something or expressing something. There's multiple ways of connecting. And so many of you might be trying different ways and finding your way. And some of them maybe you don't stick with. And you need to move into a space of that's okay. That's okay not to stick with something that you perhaps are just done with. Or you tried it and it wasn't quite what you wanted. Or maybe you remember from another life or another dimension that you already did it. Or maybe you tried something that someone else is doing or someone suggested. So see how you can be a little more malleable, a little more flexible at this time as you're observing and checking in with yourself. What are your true values, beliefs? What's your true norm? What fires up the soul? What's, what is the, the fuel coming from the soul and fuel being fueled less from fear, less from conditioning? That's going to scoot you along your path. That's going to get you in that synchronistic flow. All righty. Let us get to callers. We can get to callers here. I'm going to get to the first caller. Hello, and welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Welcome. How are what's you? What's your qu- question? <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, uh,
0: so I just wanted to know, what do you see as far as like love life for me? Do you see like marriage anytime soon?
2: Okay. Let's look. And what's your first
3: name? Keisha. Keisha. Okay. Um.
2: I don't feel real soon. I feel like it's first about, are you dating some? You're not dating someone now.
0: Sort of, yeah.
2: Sort of. It, well, what's the sort of? Because I'm not getting real strong yet. I'm getting, it's either off and on or it's just beginning. I'm off, not getting a real strong. So what's, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. So, because I'm, I'm not getting a real strong partnership. Um. You guys are in different. Oh boy, you're learning a lot of hmm, learn. You're learning a lot of learning lessons about relationship and wounding and getting what you need and want and holding fast to what that is. Again, in a flexible way. What I mean by that is sometimes we have to realize that certain people aren't going to give us what we need. Like we might have a certain idea or vision, but they're very important to us in our lives and maybe we're meant to date them or connect with them. So I feel in this relationship, you're trying to make something happen or mold something to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you got to let go of that and see what really can happen. Otherwise I just see much more back and forth. So I know it's hard, especially with the old ideas of, you know, Marriage, pregnancy, you know, women get, it's like a lot of pressure, like time period, you know, it's got to happen mm-hmm. now, when is it going to happen? I feel for you, Keisha, it's, you're you're learning a lot through this relationship, but I want to say it's mostly based on wounding, on childhood wounding. Uh, it's a more of a wound made or trauma, through trauma bonding. So you're replaying a lot of stuff or miscommunication or misinterpretation. You're feeling a lot of times misinterpreted, as so is he. And so it's playing out things that you grew, experience in your family of origin, and I feel also growing up, either with siblings or friends. It's not just so you're learning a lot about yourself, but I really feel a big part of it is letting go of the agenda right now. Having the vision, yes, you 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 know you want to get married. I don't know if it's this person, to be honest, because I just it does. There's there's a there's a part of you that's trying to let go of this situation because mm-hmm. you're, you're getting a l- little disappointed that it's so back and forth. It's up and down, back and forth. And then I do feel that he responds by pulling back, you know? So the best thing you could do is just let go and let it be what it is. Focus on yourself, work on yourself. Don't lose the dream or the vision, you know, that it could be someone else. But right now I feel that it's your deeper learning, that's got you in this kind of relationship. So there's something you need to learn. And once you learn it, then it, re- it releases you to draw in what it is you really need and want. But I feel for you, you uh, the next level is being with somebody that's already ready, not trying to make somebody ready or make somebody, you know, not mold them into what you need and want to feel secure. That's why you guys are together. Because he revolts on that. He, you know, that's when he really cuts off or pulls back.
0: Okay, I hope that, that helps makes you. so much sense. Does
2: oh it? yeah. Okay, so you said a lot. That's a good place. Yeah. Does it?
3: Yeah, you said okay. a lot that you shouldn't have even known. So you've hit
0: everything literally right on the
2: nail. Oh, so. I am yeah. so glad. Well, because your higher self is so present in this call, and and wants yeah. you to have that dream. I'm going to suggest to you, you know, you can go to my site, soulplayground.life. There's, um, you can copy and paste. There's a basic five-step emotional clearing and start with that. If you like it, you can get the download, the the advanced version. Um, Mm -hmm. Projection perception is another tool that will help you. But don't let go of the dream. The dream is so beautiful and valid. But this piece has to be healed, you know, to a certain degree, you know, we're never fully baked or healed. We always got something. But but enough so you're not playing this out anymore. Okay? That's okay. where I feel your higher self is wanting to guide you. All right. Lots of love and big hug to you. Okay? Thank you. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. bye Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Hi. Um- I am calling because what? I just... Uh, oh, Liliana. Hi, Liliana. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi.
0: Um. So I just wanted to know, my um. My boyfriend, boyfriend and I have a, so far, it's a great relationship. He's been really understanding of okay. my traveling a lot, uh, for fun, and um, it's going really well. And... Um, you know, I have a timeline of uh, getting engaged, which is the end of this year. So I'm just thinking, um, can you tap in and see if things will go smoothly um, until the end of the now, year? Now, why do you or... have that
2: timeline? Whose timeline is uh, that? Is that you? I'm,
0: because I'm, I'm, you know, in my 40s and I want to have kids and I just don't want ah, to waste my time. Did
3: you, did
0: you hear my, oh, did you
2: hear, did you hear what
0: I said to the next caller? Yeah, no, but it's different. Like I'm really at the age of, you know, I, I it's either now have kids and I've known him for over two years. So it's more than enough. If someone doesn't want to be with you, you got to move on. <laughs> you can't just, you know, when you really want something, there's, there could be someone out there better for you. So or not. Um, I just can't read his mind. Yeah, but I can't read his mind, obviously. Um, uh,
2: but everything's going really well,
0: you know. And, and no,
2: I got that. I got that. But it, it's talking. not about him. It's about you. I, I don't see the engagement at the end of the year, okay, to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah. I do feel everything is going really well. I do feel that he likes where it's at. Um, I do feel he's been picking up cues from you. Um I do feel you could be going on some kind of trip or holiday that he has planned. Um, Yeah. It's about, okay. It's about you. Um, It's not, you know, my mom had her, my, her last, you know, child at 45. I have a friend that had one first at 47. I have two clients that had kids naturally, no in vitro at 50 and 51. And my manicurist, naturally had a child at 55. So it's, you know, people are all over the place. I do feel your relationship, I agree with you. I feel it is going well, but I feel like your timeline, you have an inner timeline. I don't feel that it is, is the same as his timeline. I do feel like there's something special he wants to do for you. And I hope you are, you stay open to it. It, it feels like a bigger trip is coming for the two of you, something that he's planning um, This guy is very. um, Let's see. Angie in the chat putting, don't forget Janet Jackson. Yeah, it's true. Um He's what? I'm sorry. She put Janet Jackson. I guess had a natural. Yeah, some of them were in vitro, but some are also without fertility help. <laughs> Somebody oh, so in the so chat we, is we responding. Lived,
0: we live together, um, together, and we live together, and we've been doing. um, you know, IVF for some time. So, so I'm going to do it when again do for the
2: next few months. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, I feel so like I don't think he wants, have you gone on a bit really special trip? There's something he's planning for you. I don't know if it's your a birthday, if you have a big birthday, you know, what you could consider, but there is some kind of, um, I feel like he's very much what I was starting to say. He's very much in, um, Oh, what is it, sentimental and commemorating things. So if you have an anniversary, do you have an anniversary? Is it the anniversary that I'm picking up? Um, is your anniversary no, the coming? anniversary
0: is March, March 30th. Um, I do have a trip, but I'm going to uh, this weekend. But I'm going, it's a detox medical, you know, kind of uh, one of those hotel spas. No, you know, it's in Germany.
2: Here's the thing. I feel he's going to do something special for the anniversary I feel like there's something special that I, I didn't know if the anniversary, birthday. It's something celebratory, where there is something planned, and I feel that come. It may come, the engagement could come with that, or I feel the first is the the celebratory event, and then the anniversary. She has a side to him. Yeah. I feel that's very sentimental, but also certain things at certain times, you know, like. Yeah he's not going to want to do something on, you know, a Christmas or Hanukkah because that's, that's for that day. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Got, mm-hmm. I, he, he maps, he maps things out. So I would say it's coming, but I would say release your timeline because I feel he has something already in mind is what I'm hearing. Okay. And it has to do okay. with something celebratory. So if you told me the anniversary, it could be something special for the anniversary, and then the engagement comes, or it could be on the anniversary. He's like that. Yeah. That's him. He, he's very big into the kind of, you know, commemorating the time, the event, you know, the, the six months, the year, the two years, the five years. Yeah. Or, or oh, you went to this Bali yeah, ten years ago, and now, oh, we're going to go back. It's the tenth year that we were there. So he's he's big into that. All right, Liliana, keep us posted. Okay? Thank you so much.
1: You're okay. so welcome. Big right. hug. Bye.
2: Bye. Hello, and welcome to Awakening Drawn on Air.
3: Hi, Michelle. Hello. How are
2: you? I'm doing great. And to whom am I speaking with?
3: Michelle, this is Mary calling.
2: Hi, Mary. What's your question or comment?
3: My question is along the lines of the other callers related to love. <laughs> I'm curious about my relationship. I feel our soul alignment shifting. I've had a lot of shifts personally, and I'm really excited about them. It was a really powerful equinox, but I feel that I'm like blocking some transformation around my relationship status. And it's making me kind of anxious because I feel like a soul partner connection coming in my future. And I don't know if it's this that I can transform or if it's, you know, somebody new. Okay, let's
2: see. Well, first of all, I'm going to say for you and a lot of um, other people as well, especially if you have a lot of earth in your chart and or water, um, that things are held back a bit of knowing, but also in the – not only knowing but with things moving forward okay it's it's a time of going deeper deeper within so in saying that what's our current marriage take my current boyfriend current relationship I get patience and allow it to to be so mm-hmm. there is um There is a lot going, yeah, it's kind of keep the course. Whatever you're doing is working. Whatever it is, is working. And there is more depth in the relationship um, happening. That seems like that's something that you wanted, and I do see that happening. So sometimes, um, you know, sometimes people need, need that. They, you know, they need the, the time. Does that make, have you, you've been
3: having not your own shifts and changes,
2: but I feel changes within the relationship, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I've been trying to learn lessons from my past, you know, mistakes and just, you know, lessons in life and speak more of my truth. I have a lot of water. I can go with the flow. You know, I'm easy to Mm -hmm. get along with. I like a lot of people. So it's easy for me to go with the flow. And in the past I haven't, you know, spoken up for what I need and what I want and, you know, my dreams. And so I'm trying to do that more and more, but I find him resisting or, you know, his ego pulls away. You know, I, I don't have time kind of feeling sometimes. And, and I'm like, well, how long do I put up with that kind of thing? Well, here's the thing. When that
2: happens, you're in the transition. First of all, I'm going to suggest go the blog post that I did, this last one on the Equinox portal, read that because I actually go into this. See, one of the things why, you know, lovely, intuitive, go with the flow, more mutable types you know, um, you know, caregivers, overgivers in the to the higher spectrum of codependency, enabling has been all of us, the healer parts of us. So giving people chances and molding and molding, that energy is changed. That's done. That's done. So you are going to get married some resistance even within yourself. See all resistance on the outside is resistance on the inside. Your changes are still very new for you, right? So mm-hmm. he's just reflecting that. What you got to do is just find the way to, to deal with it and just still do what you need to do. You know, pinch him on the cheek, give him a hug. Okay, honey, but this is what I need. This is what I'm doing. Um, you didn't want to do this. And got a girlfriend, get a buddy, and go do what it is that you want to do. Let me tell you, he'll be checking around and and changing so people a lot of times we change and it takes it does take a bit longer for those around us to change because they're still stuck in the condition response pattern they don't yet know how to respond just intuitively or naturally and so People get resistant, they get, you know, angrier, just kind of annoyed, because they have to, now they have to respond naturally, they have to respond organically, and they haven't been doing that probably their whole life, and the whole time in the relationship with you, so I do see growth, I feel like Taurus time, there's probably some kind of fork in the road, um, this guy doesn't change quickly or easily anyway. So you're not looking at someone that's just diving in and doing their own inner work, you know. <laughs> you get um, that right. Yep. Right. So that's what you're working with. He's not. You know, it's like years ago. One of my mentors and teachers, therapists, and you know, I was like doing all this transformational energy, you know, healing work and energy work and therapy and all, and you know. And I remember saying one time to him, I'm like, God, I'm doing all this change. I'm living differently. And what the people around me are not. What the heck is going on? And he looked at me and he goes, well, why would they? And I'm well, why wouldn't they? And he goes, well, they're not doing the inner work. They're not doing the therapy. Mm-hmm. So some people will respond to it later at some point, some juncture. And it's not years. It, 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 the more that we don't – try to change them, the more that we're just in our flow, but still getting on asking for what we need and want and having those boundaries because we allow them to show up, they will, they will change. But when we get in there mm-hmm. and try to enable or manipulate the timeline, so to speak, the time to change them, we're taking the focus off of us. And then we, they're resistant to us instead of their own inner resistance to healing. You know, mm-hmm. so find a way, that makes find so because, yeah, because see, if if it doesn't bother us, like I have a friend, like years ago, I dated somebody that was so grumpy, which I find cute, because I am there, people that know me, it takes a lot for me to get mad, I can get, I'm lefty, I can get mad, boom, you know, if I'm backed in the corner, but it takes a lot, and I basically, even if things are going horrible in my life, at times that they were, I always have this like little like joy spot, so I'm pretty I'm pretty even keel, you know, I'm pretty, I'm not moody. So for me, being around someone that was moody was kind of interesting and funny and odd. And I handled it with humor. And a friend of mine's, oh, I can't handle that. I can't. But I was thinking, go well, because they're moody. Because if you're not, if it doesn't bother you, if you don't have the emotional charge, it doesn't bother you. If it doesn't mean something like, oh, they're moody towards me or they're grumpy towards me. Yeah, they're just grumpy. And one time he even said, oh, this must be hard for you. And I looked at him and I go, no. I said, you're grumpy about yourself. I go, whatever. I'm in my little bliss bubble over here. Um, and he just <laughs> laughed. He, goes, he goes, I goes, I don't understand that. I go, it's funny to me that you're grumpy. You're grumpy when we're at the beach about something, about the sand, when there's sand at the beach. I go, but that's okay. That's your experience. So people can shift, you know, when we – allow for the time to shift. And that's where I feel you are with this relationship. You're shifting and you're creating the space or allowing the space that allows this person to shift as well. Beautiful. So Thank when I you get so that perspective, you're welcome. I'm just kidding. Keep doing what you're doing. You're transforming change and it will rub off.
3: It will rub awesome. off, you know. All right. <laughs> Take good care. Yeah. I feel that.
2: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're so welcome.
3: All right, it is that time for our
2: Awakening Dialogue. If you didn't get your question answered, I'm here. Hang on, though, because we're going to be talking about transformation and transformative change. Uh, we have with us now Mark Allen. He's an internationally renowned seminar leader, entrepreneur, author, and composer. He co-founded the New World Library with Shakti Gawain, many of you know of her in spirit now, in 1977. And he's guided the company as president and publisher from a small startup to its current, current position as a major player in the independent publishing world. His recent book, what we're going to be diving in, is about the magical path. He also is the author of The Greatest Secret of All, The Millionaire Course, Visionary Business and others. You can go visit him at MarkAllen.com if you want to get a visual um, on Mark. But today, we're diving into the magical path, creating the life of your dreams and a world that works for everyone. Welcome to the program, Mark. It's so great to have you here.
1: Oh, Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. I've been reading your book. I've been diving in. It's got a lot, I'm an earmarker. I love earmarking pages, especially with a paperback. Um, <laughs> it's just it's so chock full of um, not only uplifting, but I feel like being able to redirect one's energy. I mean, I do this for a living. I work with people. I ca- came to a point in my life where I'm like, you know, I need some insight. I need what's going on? I'm stuck in this certain area. What You know, it's the mindset, and I found your book, it really helps with that mindset. It's the mental-emotional, but it's also connecting us to our own spirit, and maybe some people would say our spirituality, that magic in life, and getting really back into that understanding that, yes, you can change your life. You are this magical being, this magical creator, and life is magical, so I've been finding it very helpful, very uplifting. Um, there's just so much I want to dive into with it. What was your impetus for writing this
1: book? This is my my most mature work in a way. I, years ago, I did visionary business about how I created the company, and occasionally, depending book. on the depending on the crowd, I would say, you know, it's really all magic. It's done by mm. magic meaning it is just all thought. It's all focused thought. It's it's changing our thoughts, or not even changing them all that much, but it's taking the time to do some focused thought. Uh, that Ooh. realm of our imagination is the realm of magical creation. And there's there are all these forces that we can... We can command, if you will. We can bring them into our consciousness and help us create the life of our dreams. We, we will never understand this process of creation. It's this wonderful, amazing yeah. But we can set it in motion. We can set it in motion. And it's really so simple and easy. Writing the book, I thought at first it would be a much shorter book because I only wanted to put in there what I had used to change my life. And I I thought it'd be much less when I started, but I kept writing more and more. I kept waking up at 3 a.m. and said, oh, I also did that for a while. I think that might have had a real impact. Oh, and I did that. Oh, yeah. And and so the book kept growing and growing. (laughs) But I only put in there things that I've done to change my life when I was a totally different person in my late 20s than I was in my late 30s. In my late 20s, I was a total poverty case. I was struggling. I had all these horrible beliefs about money that I was a fool with money out of control. I just didn't understand. That's why I was broke all the time. That was me at 29. Well, by 35, I was a multimillionaire. And so I look back, okay, what changed here? And even more importantly, life was a lot more enjoyable. Uh, That's the best part. Life was, I I had found this place of peace within rather than this place of anxiety. And so this book, I literally looked back, what did I do to change it? And I saw, well, you you can call it magic. I did visionary business. It's all in there in more business terms. Then I did the million Air course. it's all there in more financial terms, but spiritual terms too and then magical path I just i called it what it really is to me. It's doing magic and it's modern magic it's effective magic. it's Harry Potter for adults
3: mm, I,
2: I like that
1: <laughs> you know I love Harry Potter, but it's it's all fantasy i, I I watched it all with my son. I remember saying, you know, okay, how do those broomsticks work? How do this, what propels them? And we talked a lot. I said, I'm interested in real magic, magic that changes mm-hmm. your life and even changes the world. That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in, and that's what the book's about.
2: I love it. Now, you embrace a good point because I think the ego it would sometimes stumps us and the cognitive thinking we try to figure out is this going to work or why does it work and then when it starts working and I agree with you with that intentional focus that something magical does start happening when we start I call it naming it and claiming it and but it does work it's so interesting that and maybe it is that you know metaphysical or quantum physics maxim that you know, where we put our energy, you know, where our attention goes, energy flows, or that quark theory, you know, like wherever you look at, that's what, that's what you see. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. see it before, but you weren't looking at it. What do you say for people, because I've even been there where you just, you're trying to figure it out, you're trying to make a plan to move forward, and you're, you know, you're putting it together, you know, the to-dos or this, whatever you're doing, because you think that's going to work, or what you did before, but your magical path or the matter isn't necessarily isn't necessarily that. So, how does one move into maybe it's the belief of it and using it, or recognizing what is the the guidance that someone is getting to create mm. the magic?
1: hmm The older I get, the simpler I see it. I think now mm. it, there's a whole chapter on. The Kabbalah in the book, and I've gotten some real flack from from real traditional Kabbalah scholars. Okay. Uh, one literally said, "Well, you really can't study Kabbalah until first you study the Torah for twenty years, and then mm. you, you know." And I, I said, "I'm sorry, that's not my path. I'm I'm impatient. I'm lazy and impatient, and I'm not." I'm not going to wait 20 years before I start anything, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> exactly. but but the, the, central, <laughs> the, the central teaching of the Kabbalah it sums it up in a really brilliant way, I think, where they say, uh, it's all about the tree of life, and the roots, mm. it's all about creation, how creation really happens. The roots of the tree are upside down, they're on these high spiritual planes. Then things get more dense and you get into the realm of thought and creation becomes a thought. Then it gets even more dense and becomes a feeling. And then finally it gets concrete three-dimensional reality. The tree of life has three main pillars. There's the left and right and central. And left you could call the female and right you could call the male or however, whatever vocabulary you get into. But Basically, when they come together in the center, that's when creation happens. So first creation, mm. the best creation, is a spiritual impulse. But then when it when we focus on a clear idea of what we want to create, what we have to prevent then is going off to the left or off to the right, going into oh. other. If we keep our thoughts focused and don't let uh, any kind of, anxiety, uh, or, you know, anxiety will arise, that's fine, but you get back to that focused thought. And, and that's true of thought. So you keep that focused thought and don't get off into too many other things that take you off to the left or right, you could say. And then mm-hmm. it's the same thing with, then once we have that focused thought, if we keep that central emotion of love behind it, and we don't get into did I get any emotion, or if we do, we get back to the love, or even mm-hmm. you can even get like too positive. You can get there are a lot of people that get too excited and too euphoric and too even uh, like uh, an amazing ego behind it, saying like I get submissions like this all the time at New World Library, saying this work is so important, my work it, it will change the world. This this is somebody just said this goes beyond Eckhart. Now this is really important. That emotion is not balanced. It's, it's too no. extreme. So if we keep a focused idea, a focused, clear picture of what we really want, and we keep loving it, we keep loving putting our love behind it, then we have focused mind, focused feeling, and then the great mystery happens. It becomes created in reality.
2: Mm. so when you're talking about the focus is this all throughout the day or certain times because i know you also talk about writing the ideal scene
1: so you could
2: talk about that and then when is when do we do this focusing
1: yes good question but writing the ideal scene is what changed my life on my 30th birthday i sat down and remembered a game i played years before where you imagine five years had passed and everything has gone as well as you could imagine. What does your life look like? And mm. write it down. That's the clear mental focus. Then, the clear focus. I was when I turned thirty. I woke up. I was. I'd had a rock band. And it had broken up. I'd done yard work. It lasted a day. I had done dishwashing, and uh, I was a busboy, and I got fired for being too slow. I'd done all these things. In my late 20s, that just nothing was working, and I woke up. I had no job, I had no income, I had no family support. I was scrounging every month—the word we use all the time—to pay the rent, and uh, that was my life. And I turned 30, and that was a wake-up call for me. This voice said, "You're 30. You're not a kid anymore. What are you going to do?" And I sat and I wrote my ideal scene. I imagined being 35, and Much to my amazement, because I'd had no business experience, I'd been a musician, I'd been an actor, I'd been a Zen student, Tibetan Buddhist student for three and a half years in my 20s. I'd done all these things. But I had no interest in business, never taken a course or anything. Much to my amazement, what spilled out was I have a successful publishing company that cruises along publishing my books and my friends' books and, and I record my music, and I have a big white house on a hill in Marin County, which I lived in a slum apartment in Oakland, not a nice part of Oakland. Marin is across the bay. It's beautiful, beautiful. This was my ideal scene, my dream, and I just I got that clearly in mind. By the end of the day, I really think, in a sense, I was a different person because I had a vision and a goal. And the first steps toward everything in my in my vision became very obvious and simple to take. Start a business, start writing a book, start recording your music, start learning about real estate. It was all starts because I had nothing mm-hmm. going And And I found it doesn't matter how we're all going to, as soon as we dream, have anxieties arise, have fear arise. And there's no, like, specific... Formula of the number of times you. All we need to do is, when the fear arises, find ways to deal with it, and then get back mm. to that dream. All we need to do is keep it focused. Keep it. We'll be off track a lot of the time. I heard in my early thirties mm. that a plane when it flies is off course ninety five percent of the time, but the pilots keep correcting wow. over and over and over. Yeah. When I heard that, that's what I said. Oh, that's the story of my wow. life. Maybe I was off course ninety five percent of the time. But I kept correcting. Just keep correcting. Keep when you realize, oh, okay, I'm feeling all this anxiety about this or okay, oh I'm doing this stuff that I should not be doing. I should be doing this and whatever it is, you keep correcting. You just do course you keep your course clearly in mind and keep correcting and keep focusing on that. So it doesn't have to be all the time at all. It can even maybe be 5% of the time or less. But if you keep coming back. I
2: love that. Keep,
1: yeah, me they too. To keep
2: coming back. So that's good, yeah. So then it's not, you know, it's all over, fate, I complete. Because I know a lot of times people will say, oh, I missed my chance, or I'm on the wrong path, or how am I going <laughs> to yeah. get back? So you're saying that that doesn't really matter. It's like, is it going back to that vision, going back?
1: Right. You know, going back, going back. And, and uh, rewrite it if you have it on one page, your ideal scene, and uh, keep rewriting it if necessary. I didn't change mine much, but things would happen, and I would change things. But mm-hmm. just keep it, I just had this clear picture of me in this big White House on a hill, and then going down to this office building, and my company, I even pictured me, it's like a ship that cruises along. And I just, I'm kicked back on a deck, you know, in a chaise lounge with a tall drink with an umbrella in it, cruising along. <laughs> my uh, A pretty unique thing I added to my ideal scene is... It, At the very top, I put in this affirmation I'd heard from this Unity Church minister named Catherine Ponder who wrote a bunch of books in the 70s. Oh, I know. Yeah, I started my ideal scene with the words, in an easy and relaxed manner, in a healthy and positive way, in its own perfect time for the highest good of all. Then I wrote everything. I now have a wonderful publishing company that cruises along and so I realized part of my ideal, part of my dream was to have a life of ease, not to work too hard. Mm, yeah. Right from the beginning, I thought, I'd been a musician and an actor, and I love those hours because you never do a thing until one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. <laughs> never been a morning person, you know, so I said, okay, I'm going to start a company, but I'm only going to work when I feel like it. I'm going to s- keep sleeping in. My doubts and fears said impossible. I I waged I had battles yeah. with my doubts and fears saying, it's saying what my dad said. You've got to work 60 to 80 hours a week if you have a startup business. I told my dad. Yeah, I was starting, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, I told my dad on my 30th birthday I was starting a company. He said, well, 80% of businesses fail in their first two years. That was his first mm. response. And I said, I thought to myself, oh, okay, he's one of these guys I can't share my dreams with because he'll shoot down. And what he's doing is mirroring my own doubts and fears about it and bringing them up more. So I just didn't tell him much from then on about what I was doing until it started happening. And then he was totally Mm -hmm. amazed about it. (laughs) I
2: think very, very good point that you're saying that. We have to know and be truthful with ourselves of who we can share things with in the beginning or who is gonna find that little tiny doubt and make it bigger inside Mm -hmm. of us, right? Right. It's very now Mark, what did you what do you do for the doubt? Because it sounds like I mean that's the human that's the human nature, the mind, the doubt, the fear. Nobody else did it this way. What makes I can or you hear a 60-hour week, and then you look around and yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people do. So what do we do with that? Because I imagine you can't just say, go away, go away.
1: No, I, I did a bunch of – I write about the core belief process that I'd learned in a workshop in my 20s, which is this whole process where you you really focus on what's, what the problem is, what is that doubt, what is that fear. You finally find what's the belief It's based on, by asking yourself, why isn't this happening? Here's my dream. Why isn't it happening? Whatever comes up, well, it's not happening because you're, for me, it was like, you're an idiot with money. You don't even understand money. You're totally out of control. How can you create a business? Once you find that underlying belief, you find an affirmation that completely counteracts that, contradicts that, an affirmation. Or uh, Sark had a great phrase. She just called it a counter statement, a counter. You you counter mm-hmm. it. And yeah. for me, what I came up with is I am sensible and in control of my finances. I am creating total financial success in an easy and relaxed manner, a healthy and positive way. I said that in my early 30s a couple thousand times. The other thing I did right in the beginning, I remember, I dialogued with my doubts and fears the day I turned 30, I, I said, okay, this is my dream, to start this company and do it in my own lazy way. They said, impossible. you got to work 60, 80 hours a week, blah, blah, blah. And and I said, well, I said, no, I'm going to do this as an experiment. I'd heard this word from Buckminster Fuller, looking at your life as an experiment. I grasped onto that. I said, this is my experiment. I'm going to go for my dreams, but do it in my own lazy way. They said, it won't work. And I said, look, if it doesn't work, I'll be no worse off than I am now. I was broke. Mm. <laughs> I had no job, no family support. So even my doubts and fears said, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can't get much worse. So I said to them, give me a year. Give me a year to try this ridiculous experiment. They said, Yes, it is ridiculous. It will not work. I said, Give me a year or maybe two to try to go for my dreams but do it in my lazy way and not work too hard and keep playing music and sleep late and that's 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 what I want that's the life I want. I want a life of ease. I don't want to buy into this forty hour work week thing that we are all educated to think is necessary somehow to be able to survive in this world.
2: Mm. That's so powerful. And right now there's so much, you know, pattern interrupting that's happening on the planet, you know, that I would say this is such a great time to apply these principles. You know, it's, it's, it's shaking it up. It's more supportive. At least now people are saying, well, I did do it a different way or it's possible you know, yes. 10, 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case. I mean, you, you did the work week and then, you know, 20 years, 25 years, you got the watch, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. And that was that. <laughs> right. Right.
1: So. right. So. And it starts with all of us. When we're six years old, we go to first grade and they say, sit on behind a desk for six hours a day, kid, and start learning, yeah. you know, reading, writing. And that. So we're all just indoctrinated. We're brainwashed thinking life is a struggle. You've got to work hard. You, so many people really believe 40, 50 hours a week of work are necessary. And if you, the thing about our beliefs is they are not true in themselves, but they become true in okay. our experience if we believe them. So the people that believe you have to work 60 hours a week, they do. They have to work 60 Mm -hmm. hours a week. And that's sad. I said, I want to challenge that belief. I only want to work when I feel like it. I work about, I work maybe 25 to 30 hours a week. Though it's kind Mm -hmm. of late. It's not really work. I goof off a lot. I I tell a lot of stories (laughs) around here. I, I distract a lot of people. I've got 18 people working in this bubble. I'm, I'm a terrible distraction. I walk around and, and you know, tell stories and, uh, and stuff. And, I love it. So I don't, I don't work too hard. I don't like the phrase hard work. I don't like hard work. I mm-hmm. like ease yeah. work. I like a life of ease. Look at all the great masters that, of art say they do it with ease. Look at Jimi Hendrix playing a guitar. Total yeah. ease, you know. That's mastery to me. You do everything mm-hmm. with ease. I want to do everything with ease and comfort and joy, and and if I'm doing something and suddenly it's not fun anymore, I'll quit doing it. I've cut mm-hmm. off conversations with people in the middle of, you know, they're pitching a book or they're whatever, and at first it's okay, and then suddenly it just. It's not fun anymore. And I'll just say, I'm sorry, you know, this isn't working. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: You know, I just try to, my dream, my goal, my ideal is just follow my energy every moment yeah. and do yeah. what I want to do. And so I'll literally, I mean, I'll be home and I'll, I'll do some writing and then I'll just stop and I'll go play music or just go do nothing. I take a lot of naps. They're very good for your health. People that take naps have 40 to 50% fewer strokes, heart attacks, and they live longer. I
2: love naps. I'm a big yes. nap person. I love naps. Good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah
1: oh, yeah. It's, it's, I think, yeah. Yeah, I just you know, Mark, study. You know what? Very good for your health.
2: What's the study? Very good. Yeah, you're this visionary And I feel like what you're espousing is so new paradigm. It's so connecting into that, even the nap-taking. I call also Einstein thinking. You know, you're getting into that meditative state. You're giving, it sounds, and you're working, and what I love, too, that you're saying, you're working with the wounding or the egoic, you know. You're you're talking to the doubts, the fears, you know, (laughs) the preponderance of the left side of the brain, saying, okay, give me a chance, let's try it this way, you know, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you're so fully engaged in your life. You're. It sounds like you're so fully engaged in this, the magic, really. You're mm-hmm. engaging the magic. Sounds like.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was part of my ideal scene. Just this, I have this simple, clear visual picture, and it started the day 30 of June Me just enjoying the moon. Enjoy literally my company. I, I see it like the ship cruising along, and I'm laying there with a drink. I'm not working. I'm not even working. I don't. And I've created that. I don't have to be here in my company for it to wow. just continue working fine. I don't have to be here. It it works totally without me, and and so it's Ooh. it's you know that dream fulfilled. Now those visual images are so important. I do remember the first two three years the image I had was I was a little tugboat pushing, 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 pushing this big ship trying to get it moving and it wasn't moving. That was the okay. image I had. and that was true of the business. It what the first three, four years it lost money, it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, it we didn't know what we were doing. None of us had any <laughs> business experience. It was started with a bunch of musicians and Shakti Gawain had been a dancer my friend Sky oh. Canyon was a musician, and we were all artists and musicians and stuff. And we started a company. We didn't know what we were doing. And I kept having that image of push, 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 push. And then I realized, I got clear on that image. I said, okay, i got to change that image. I've got to <laughs> see the ship start moving. It's got to start moving and cruising under its own power. Because I want to have that drink laying in the back on my chaise Lounge, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. let it take me for a ride mm-hmm. <laughs> on a tropical vacation, <laughs> you know. I
2: love it. Now, Mark you talk about something in your book, and you that uh, miracles will follow miracles.
1: Yes, and wonders will yeah.
2: never cease.
0: Because yeah. all
1: our expectations are for good Yes, I wrote that I remember the moment I wrote that That's interesting, you zero in right on that One mm-hmm. day I was just walking around the house And I realized I thought of my ideal scene And I thought, I've attained it I have the big white house in mm-hmm. the hill I have the company cruising along I only work when I feel like it I don't show up and I don't. I don't do Mondays I don't do mornings I only show up when I feel like it I've attained my whole ideal scene. I'd written several books, recorded music, and I said, okay, it, it, you know, it's, it's accomplished. What's next? And then I just got quiet. That's where all good writing comes from. And those words appeared. I wrote them down. Miracles mm-hmm. will follow goals and wonders will never cease because all your expectations are for good.
2: That's so powerful. And I do find that when you, whatever, it's synchronistic timing, when we start living more magically, you know, and when we get that insight or inspiration, whether it's somebody talking, you know, a movie or something we saw, a, we read a book, something does happen, doesn't it, that, that things start kind of linking up. You know, you yeah. think of that person yeah. they call. We want that opportunity. It, it comes through. Right. And have you, yeah, have you, what is that? It, 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 but it's so true. It, 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 it's like I mean, magic Einstein it's talked about
1: that. Yes, so many people have talked about that. Uh, uh, a lot of people talk about the, the power of an afternoon nap and how so often, if there's a problem beforehand or whatever, they have a nap and then the solution just arises. Well, we all do this mm-hmm. when we say we'll sleep on something. But mm-hmm. it is. It's just true when you get into a relaxed state, a state of ease for a moment, whatever, and you let all those rampant thoughts go. You get into presence, as Eckhart would put it. You just relax deeply. Mm-hmm. In the presence. And then what emerges from there is always the next best thing to do. The stuff that emerges out of there, it simplifies problems. I I love Eckhart. He says, you know, when you're in presence, there's no problem ever. There's no problem in our life. Things will come up that will be a situation that we have to deal with, but it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And that became my goal at 30, to have a life of ease and to enjoy life. What is life all about? We're taught life is a struggle. You've got to work hard. That was my dad. Yeah. Before he yeah. passed away, he said, well, before I leave this veil of tears, and I remember thinking, oh, by that time I was old enough to know what I know, and and I, mm-hmm. it felt so bad that he, that was his life, that it's him summarizing his life as a veil of tears. It's all difficult. It's all struggle. It's a problem. He worked 35 years for a corporation doing a job he didn't like. And uh, after he saw yeah. my success, uh, he did come around. And he said, You know, if I had to do it all over again, I'd never work for the corporation for 35 years.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, but he didn't get to that realization until he was in his 70s. I, yeah. I got there at 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm going to try this purely as an experiment. And really, most of my thoughts, most, I think, the vast majority of my thoughts thought it wouldn't work because they thought, well, mm-hmm. maybe it's even, you know, you do have to work a little harder. You, you have to work, you know, like 40, okay, maybe 35 hours a week. You've got to sit down and get to work. That was mm. really what the doubts and fears were saying. And so I latched onto that word experiment. I said, this is my experiment. I work what I feel like. So it's not work I I do what I love, I enjoy it It's all about finding books I love I love books Books I love to publish And, and I only do it when I feel like it And some days mm. I don't feel like it mm-hmm. <laughs> So I don't I go home, I take a nap I I go to the beach I, I remember one day A little, yeah. I mean, little example Was I remember people called me from the office said, oh, you've got to come in. There was this author that I I needed to deal with. It was a main author for us, and there was a real problem, and I had to come and deal with it. It's one of the few times they've ever said that, that oh, you've got to handle this. And Mark, you've got to be here at the office. Come on. <laughs> come in and handle it. and i said okay okay i'm coming in so i I waited till my usual time to come in like one o'clock or whatever and um but i i take a right turn to go to the office and my car just went straight and it went up this hill into this totally open area where i go meditate sometimes or (laughs) and so i said okay well i guess that's what's happening i i my energy did not go into the office. It went It yeah. went out into the, so I took a walk. I did a little, I did a few salutes to the sun. I did some yoga. I sat and meditated for a little while. And then suddenly, bam, the answer popped up. The, the exact thing to email that person. And it was a really short, brief email. And I, I because of these things happening to me, I always have pen and paper. Now it's good People with cell phones uh, always, You always you can do it But I always carry yeah, pen and paper yeah. to this day And I just whipped out And I wrote the email In about 30 seconds And then went, Finally went into the office And I said I got it handled It was handled And that's, mm. that's the way it works It really does yeah. Work magically If you just relax Really try to go with the flow of your own energy. We're denying our own energy a lot of times when we say, i got to work nine to five. What if your body yeah. doesn't? Most people, you know, on Monday, most people don't want to work nine to five. Right. I don't. You know, I don't. I take it every Monday off. I never have any plans on Monday except to get a two hour time massage, is what I've been doing.
2: Oh, that's nice. One of yeah. My
1: yeah, that's very nice. Yeah.
2: Monday's my transition day from whatever I was mm. doing before. Mm-hmm. I'm in the moment and then my other stuff starts Tuesday on. <laughs> so Yeah. I might I might draw, I might paint, I might write, I might do video, I don't know. It's it's whatever is coming to me. Or I might do nothing, absolutely nothing. That's a um, good idea. Right? It's transition. You've got to transition. Yeah. It's, otherwise, it's too harsh of a transition from a weekend,
0: That's you
1: know, yeah.
2: into yeah. Uh, even if I don't do anything but hike. Um, I yeah. really feel like as I'm talking to you, God, your, your book, your philosophy, your vision, how you're living is so needed and necessary in the new paradigm. It's where we're all being guided to go the not cramming, but getting out of our own way, getting relaxed, the ease, you know, you went into that meditative state or state of whatever, true nature, power and presence, whatever,
1: mm-hmm. but instead
2: of rushing, like, I have to go handle this, let yeah. your energy take you, and then just like magic, boom, you had exactly right mm-hmm. words to say. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I love it. I love it. It's so, because that's where we all need to, you know, that's where we're going. That's what's here. That's what's up. That's the the real deal. Um,
1: yeah. And it sure is a lot more fun. It's a lot more enjoyable. I'd i yeah. been a musician in my 20s. I loved being a musician. I admire anyone who can have a career just making music, and make it work mm. for the- and I just I was okay, I'm gonna start a company but I still want to enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. don't want to be a struggle. Do
2: you think being a musician and an artist do you think being a musician and an artist Helped you align to your flow, follow your uh, own energy? Does, does that have any bearing?
1: Maybe, I think maybe. I mean I sure loved for a couple years I had a band, and that's all we did was play. And it is, it is a type of meditation, that's for sure. And and you do just get into the flow and uh, uh, play with ease, and, and mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly what I wanted to bring to business.
2: Mm. And you also talk about prayer and mantra. And I guess maybe for our listeners, what is prayer? You know,
1: yeah. Yeah, there are. It's just another way to focus your mind. Um, Mm. There are so many ways. There's so many. As as I wrote Magical Path, I saw. Oh, I've done so many things. They all end up with the same result of focusing your mind. Have Uh, begin with the end in mind and keep the end in mind so it's wonderful to pray for it if that it's wonderful to do mantra affirmations affirmations Mm -hmm. in the beginning was the word affirmations are incredibly powerful i started Mm -hmm. saying i am now creating a successful company in an easy and relaxed manner, in a healthy and positive way. I am now creating it when I had nothing happening. But I started focusing on that with affirmations and prayers. I have literally prayed for things. I remember in 99, I was walking around my big house on the hill, and I started praying. In the summer, it was, I've achieved my ideal scene Life is wonderful, and I want to take a quantum leap
3: financially
1: and emotionally. I want to really be, really be peaceful all the time, and I want to make serious money. That was my prayer. (laughs) It was that open ended. I literally started praying to take a quantum leap in my finances and in my inner peace. And a week or two after I started prayed that. I don't even know how many times i prayed it. Once or twice, or maybe every day. I don't even remember. I don't think... I'm totally undisciplined. That's always... That's been another goal of mine, always, to be completely undisciplined and lazy. So I I prayed at least a couple times for it, but enough to impress it in my mind, obviously, because a week later, the power of now fell into my hands to publish. And I just knew That was the answer to the prayer. I knew immediately. Mm. That book is so powerful and so magical. I knew in the first thirty seconds of starting to read it that this, this, this was the answer to my dream, my prayer. Mm. And it was.
2: You find with the prayer, there's so you've got that focus, that intention, you know, the mind, and then is there? It sounds like there's an openness or a receptivity. You're waiting. To see
1: what you what's yeah. drawn
2: in Is there a receptivity or openness What is that
1: Yeah I, I really think it's just you, keep, you get that clear idea And you keep your heart behind it You keep your love behind it mm. Your love is the focus Central powerful emotion And once your love is, is underneath that clear idea So in other words You have to do what you love To really right. make it work Real magical creation, you have to do what you love. All these people that are doing something well—I I don't really, you know—I've had so many people mm-hmm. say that. Well, I'm doing, you know, this makes money, and 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 I don't really like it that much, but I'm good at it, so I'll do it. I just, I just wince. I I think, oh, mm-hmm. that's so sad, because. Mm-hmm when you do what you love and you keep focused on that and you dream of what you love and you keep that love behind it. And, and when you find yourself getting off into anxiety or fears or doubts or whatever, you keep coming back. I remember our, our company almost went bankrupt. in like three years into it. Our distributor collapsed and whatever. And, uh, we, I got a new book back from the printer. They always FedEx a couple copies. And I do the same thing. When I get a book back, I take it up to my office, and I even close the door here to have privacy, and I sort of fondle the book. And I look at it, and I just love it. And I think of everything that went into it. And I remember we were almost bankrupt, and we got this book in, and I took it up. And I, I remember saying, I love doing books, I just love them I love everything about doing books I'm going to continue somehow doing what I love even though our distributor hasn't paid us in six months, we lost all this money, we're totally scrounging I had no salary for five years I just had to do all this side work of typesetting for other people and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I remember just fondling that book saying I love this this is what I want Mm. to do I want to do what I love. That that clear vision of I want to publish books, and the love underneath it, is exactly what led to the success of the company, that culminated in the power of now. It still is the greatest book we ever published, and greatest book I ever read, and we've sold over seven million copies in the U.S. alone, in like forty different countries, and it's been it's been awesome.
2: Oh, Mark, this has been awesome being with you. We're winding out of time on this level for, for now. <laughs> this has been so magical, and I know so helpful to our listeners. Um, people have been putting in the chat, they're feverishly taking notes, and um, <laughs> just amazing. I'm so glad you, you know, you've lived it, but you're writing it down so that people can, you know, be inspired, and you, you know, you're giving this Entry into the path. So really appreciate you being on Awakening. Thanks so much for being on the
1: program. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. It's my pleasure, really. Thank you for all you do.
2: I love it. I would do this no matter what.
1: Mm -hmm. Great. So
2: inspired. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Mark Allen. Uh, We were talking about his most recent book, The Magical Path. Creating the life of your dreams and a world that works for all can't really, um, gosh, talk so much about this. You really have to just read it. It's it's really, really aligns you and gets you into feeling the magic of life and really knowing that you're this amazing creator being and feeling it. You know, connects you to your passion. Anyway, The Magical Path, Creating the Life of Your Dreams and a World That Works for You. And that's by Mark Allen. You can find out more information by going to markallen.com. And that's M-A-R-C-A-L-L-E-N.com. Whoa, love all of you. I love our Wednesdays here. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake.